0: Cerebral Female Narcissist. Now, when you hear the word cerebral, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Cerebral. The brain, right? Well, unlike the somatic narcissist and unlike someone who even suffers histrionic personality disorder, the cerebral narcissist is about the brain. Now what makes her different from other female narcissists? Well, you have the somatic narcissist, which is the one who uses her appeal, her sexual appeal who is more about superficial sources, superficial sources of supply. You have the malignant narcissist, which is the more dangerous one, who's very malicious, very malicious with intent, very destructive, very disturbing. And of course you have the classic narcissist, which is the female who is elite, top class, has to be the center of attention, center stage. But the cerebral narcissist, the cerebral narcissist is probably along the lines between a malignant narcissist and a female sociopath. And the reason I put her there is because she's more about intellect. She's more about utilizing the brain. And if you have a master manipulator utilizing the brain, then her destruction can be just as bad as any other other narcissist. Because when you have someone who is equipped with manipulation to incept your brain, incept your mind and completely distort your way of thinking based on her intellect alone, that's the kind of destruction that can be a lot worse than just a regular classic narcissist. The cerebral narcissist indulges her mind in order to gain attention grandiosity and so forth and so on. She looks to use her scholarly background to not only show off but to also try to make others feel inferior to her. So she's pretty much the smartest one in the room and everyone else is pretty much dumb. Now how will you be able to recognize a cerebral narcissist? Well, cerebral narcissists are known to flaunt their brilliant intelligence and in conversations with people. So if, as you're having a conversation with her, you're already going to know the top-notch school she's gone to, the degrees that she has, her educational background, how she is so intellectual, and she's going to lay that on pretty thick. Now, if you are having a conversation with her on certain types of terminology or certain types of whatever your conversation is covering, even if you're wrong, she'll be quick to not only point out that you're wrong, but she'll correct you on it. She'll correct you on it and basically have you feeling like you're a little dumb. She'll be quick to reprimand you in a sense of, no, what you're saying is wrong. This is actually what it is. Now, some of the characteristics of a cerebral narcissist. Well, we've already gone over some as far as the intelligence is concerned. Now, as we know, cerebral narcissists love to flaunt their intellect. They love to flaunt their intelligence, okay? And they like to make sure they have the upper hand in any type of intellectual argument. This is where their ego gets a little bit more inflated because the more you are feeding into the argument the more they're gonna work hard to have the upper hand. Now, cerebral narcissists also tend to learn new things. They learn different information that they keep up here in their database. And the reason they do that is, is because oftentimes they'll try to use that information to go against other people, especially other people that they feel are less intellectual than them, that they feel are pretty much on a sense of being ignorant. Now, another characteristic is their ego. Cerebral narcissists have very big egos, especially with this brilliance, this intelligence that they possess. And because they love to flaunt it, and because people may be impressed by their intellect, by their intelligence, that fills up their ego greatly. But they can't be in a setting with other people that are more intellectual than them or that they feel are more intellectual than them that's a threat to them they have to be above their peers so in the cerebral narcissist's eyes everybody else is pretty much down here while she stands up here she's smarter her command of the english language is a lot greater than yours and don't you dare try to contradict them or challenge them because that'll set off that narcissistic rage that we're all familiar with. That's considered narcissistic injury for a cerebral narcissist. Another characteristic is their drive for power. They have to be the ones in charge. They cannot take any kind of criticism, nor can they take any kind of direction from anyone else. They're the ones who are in the driver's seat and they're the ones because they're so smart and because they're more intellectual, they are the ones who say what goes, how it goes, when it goes. Because of the fact that they have already been flaunting their intellectual background, their intelligence, their smartness, whatever we want to call it. They feel that their need to be in a position of power is a lot greater and everyone needs to just listen to them because they know best. Now, intimacy. Cerebral narcissists have low motivation for sex. They're too focused on intelligence. They're too focused on utilizing the brain. So they would actually prefer to masturbate rather than have a sexual partner. But if they end up being in a physical relationship with someone and they have to be physical, it will be someone who is considered or deemed by the cerebral narcissist as lower intelligence, I guess, someone who possesses lower intelligence. And that's, of course, worst case scenario. Because to a cerebral narcissist, if you have low intellect, if you are low on the intelligence scale... It's humiliating for them. So for them to have a physical relationship with someone that they don't really deem intellectual enough, that would be worse, worst case scenario. Now, in regards to narcissistic abuse from a cerebral narcissist, the narcissistic abuse is considered to be very, very deep wounding. Reason being is because unlike a malignant narcissist, a somatic, or even a classic narcissist. A cerebral narcissist will utilize the kind of words, because again, they have that command of the English language. They will utilize words that will not only demean you, but will humiliate you and make you feel so inferior. You'll feel this big. The cerebral narcissist uses their mind. They don't have to use physical force. They don't have to get loud and belligerent. They can sit there calmly and eerily, use words that will hurt you, use things that maybe you have even told them in confidence, and twist everything around to really, really cut like a knife. A cerebral narcissist, much like any kind of covert narcissist, can give a facade that they are concerned about the fate of humanity, but the actuality of it is, is that it's all a facade. They can use all of their intellect, all of their intelligence to support and back up what it is that they are trying to present in a presentation. But the reality of it is, it is a facade. A cerebral narcissist may not be like a malignant or a somatic or even an overt narcissist that's loud and can be just really abrasive. They are still a narcissist and possibly one of the worst because they will utilize words. People say that words don't hurt. The reality of it is, is that they do. And the reality is, is that a cerebral narcissist can not only make it hurt, but they can make the wounds so deep, you don't recover. Now a cerebral narcissist, being in a relationship with one, having a friendship with one, being a family member with one, or even in the work settings, does not matter. They're pretty much the same with other narcissists when it comes to the different stages of having a dynamic with them. The idealization stage, narcissistic abuse, discard and devalue. It all runs the same way. But with the cerebral narcissist, how idealization goes is based on intelligence. It's not based on physicality. It's not based on emotions it's not based on intimacy it's based on what's up here so if they what they'll do as far as idealizing is concerned is they're going to make you to appear to be their intellectual equal even though in their mind you're really not because with a cerebral narcissist we already know they look at others as peers that are beneath them So in order to get their supply from you and that you're going to be in awe and you're going to be in admiration because they're intelligent, because they're intellectual, they're going to make you feel as if you're on the same scale as them. But the reality of it is, is that they feel like they're up here and you're still down here. Once all of that has been pretty much fulfilled and that they're giving you the idea that you are just like them, you're special, just like them, just like any other narcissist is concerned. Okay? Once all of that is said and done, when they reach the point that it's really not doing much for them, you know, it's it's pretty much You gave me my supply, you know, you made me feel like I'm more superior, I'm more intellectual. But the reality of it is, in my eyes, I am more superior and I am more intellectual. After pretty much being mind... Trying to cut down on the cursing. But after pretty much going through those stages, they're going to detach. As like any other narcissist, they're going to detach. They're going to detach themselves from the dynamic. They were never really emotionally involved. They were never really intimately involved with you, especially if you had a relationship with them. Because a relationship with a cerebral narcissist, I mean, listen, they have low motivation for sex. And anyone knows that if you have a relationship with someone, sex does play a role in it. But since that really wasn't much of a big deal for them, that really wasn't much of a big thing, their thing was, you look up to me you admire me you admire my intelligence you admire my power because cerebral narcissists walk around with a god-like mind frame like they're just like god now in regards to devaluation we know how a lot of narcissists go through the devaluation process however a cerebral narcissist is a lot different they're going to just pretty much ignore they're going to stop communicating they're going to pretty much just act as if you do not exist However, however, they will throw you breadcrumbs because even though they are detached by throwing you little breadcrumbs here and there, you are responding and with you responding, you are still fueling them, their narcissistic supply. So they may say a few things. They may even throw some snappy remarks, whatever the case may be. And because it's leaving you In a stage of confusion, you don't know what's going on. You have no idea how any of it happened. It makes you clingy. It makes you want to hold on even more because because you were accustomed to attention. You were accustomed to being in a dynamic with this person. You were accustomed to everything that had been going on between the two of you. And now you're just being detached (laughs) like they're just completely detaching from you and you're not understanding why you're not understanding how it even got to that point well the fact of the matter is the cerebral narcissist basically fulfilled their own selfish needs all narcissists may be different in how they do things but the main key core thing that they're looking for is to fulfill their own selfish needs doesn't matter what narcissist you look at They are about themselves. Now, when you're at the point where you are becoming clingy, you are trying to figure things out, they're going to basically now get to the point where they find you annoying. At this point, you are becoming very demanding in the narc's eyes, which you have every right to. You have a right to demand explanations. You have a right to demand what is going on. Because with narcissists, they gaslight. They go around everything because they are not ones to tell you the truth. They won't sit flat out and say, I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. This is who I am. I've been like this my whole life. I'm sorry. I'm a selfish person. I'm sorry. My mommy and daddy did not give me the loving that I needed and did not teach me how to have emotions. They're not going to tell you those things. They're not going to sit there and put themselves in the hot seat and put themselves in a position to be vulnerable, put themselves in a position to put themselves down because they know that what they're doing is wrong, but they're not gonna tell you that. No, what they're gonna tell you is it's your fault. All blame gets deflected onto you. Everything that went wrong is your fault. Everything that happened was your wrongdoing. If you weren't like this, if you weren't like that, if you didn't do this, if you didn't do that, and then. It, it it all gets put on to the victim why because a narcissist any narcissist will not take accountability will not take responsibility and will not apologize if you expect an apology from a cerebral somatic malignant covert overt vulnerable invulnerable elite toxic any kind of narcissist if you expect an apology and you hold your breath on it that'll be a funeral and i'm just gonna say that because they will not apologize they will not take blame they will not take accountability they will not take responsibility this is just who they are and all these videos are here to give you all of these signs so guys cerebral narcissist all about the mind okay take all of these characteristics take all of these signs and i always say don't diagnose don't self-diagnose but you have to put the pieces together and see things for what they are because a cerebral narcissist at the end will show you who they really are they will show you who they truly truly are and you'll see that difference from the beginning the beginning was a ploy the beginning was to get you to reel you in Once they got you in and once they gave you all of that high pedestal bullshit and they gave you all of the lies and deceit and everything to make you feel like you were something special, like you were something meaningful. And I'm not saying that you're not because you are, but they were doing it under false pretense. This was all to get you to become vulnerable so in the end they can do all of the hurtful shit they did. Well guys... This video was a request i hope i was able to break some things down if you have anything you want to add leave a comment in the comment section if you have something you want to share leave a comment in the comment section and of course if you have any kind of, any other feedback i'm always open for it all right i do hope you enjoyed the video i do hope that i was able to help out in giving what information that i found to be extremely pertinent in this particular situation cerebral narcissist where does narcissism come from? It's a combination of so many things. It's a combination between environment, genetics, and it's pretty much a distorted way of thinking. Okay. So we have to take these things into consideration. If you notice certain signs, hopefully you get them beforehand. Hopefully you get them early on in the stages and you're able to break free from it. All right, guys. So that's my time for now. I will be speaking to you all soon. Till next time.